0: Hello everybody and welcome to Facebook Ads Agency Builders. We are a powerhouse community of entrepreneurs seizing the opportunity of the rapidly advancing digital marketing industry and bringing some of the best minds in the business together to have massive impact for our clients. Over the past 5 years, Tyler Narducci has been building and scaling his own digital agency, helping businesses grow and market their services and products through online advertising. Now, he's helping other startup digital agencies launch and scale rapidly to six figures with the Done For You agency program. If you are interested in taking your agency to the next level and skip all those painful mistakes most have to make by learning directly from those killing it in the digital agency space, then apply now at slash agency build That's sobyviral.com/agency-build. There will be a clickable link in the podcast show notes as well as in the About section of the Facebook group. Now, let's dive into today's episode.
1: Facebook Ads Agency Builders. I am excited uh, today to have on uh, Paige uh, Van Diver. She is an agency owner, uh, she also works with other agency owners, and she has uh, a wealth of knowledge to uh, bring to the table today. And so it's been something that uh, I've had her on before. I, when, when was the last time we spoke on here? Gosh, six months ago maybe? Yeah, six months ago. And, oh the amount of things that happen in six months. It's crazy. Doesn't it
2: feel like a year or two?
1: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Time flies. Uh, So yeah, no, we wanted to uh, come on here uh, and talk about growing as an entrepreneur. So your personal growth, your business growth, how it's all tied in together and, and things that you're not going to find in like, you know, your get rich quick kind of stuff and your one quick trick to, to do all this stuff kind of like kind of cutting through uh, that and talking really more about personal growth and how it relates to entrepreneurship. Um, and so uh, why don't you, I, I gave you a little bit of an introduction, but why don't you, I'm sure you can introduce yourself even better uh, and tell everyone who you are and what you do.
2: Sure, sure. Well, hey guys, I'm Paige Vandeveer. I have been friends with Tyler for gosh, maybe a year and a half, almost two years now. And uh, I'm just I, I've watched his journey and we've both grown as well. Uh, so my name is Paige Vandeveer and I own an agency called Simply Heaven Design. We started as a graphic design house about five years ago. And we've evolved and become highly strategic. Uh, did Facebook, Instagram ads, uh, started those maybe about three, three and a half years ago. And long story short, we've now had clients that have been on CNN, Good Morning America, People Magazine, um, Realtor magazine on that uh, 30 under 30 list, God TV, Bethel TV, like you kind of name it. Our clients have been there and it's been a long-term journey. So a lot of people are going to come to you and say how to scale your business in 30 days or less. Or And I still think there are definitely ways that you can scale quickly, but I, w- I really want to talk to you about a couple of growth keys. There are five things that I really haven't heard anybody else talk about that I really want to share with you guys about mindset, where you're investing your money, staying inspired, how to keep your internal self going because you're your own best asset in your agency. And if you get taken out, maybe your health or, you know, maybe a client takes you out, then your entire agency goes down. And that can't happen. So we're going to talk about how to how to move around that there's some myths about growing your agency that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about to debunk. Um, there are a lot of things that just somehow in between someone else teaching you and you growing, there's a massive gap and there's a lot of area and room for misunderstanding, misapplication and losing like six months of time or six months of revenue. So yeah, I really am excited to talk to you about that today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So then let's just dive, let's just dive straight into it. So, uh, so going over the five, uh, hidden keys to growing as an entrepreneur uh, give us the first, the first okay. key. Okay.
2: Very first key is your mindset. And I know that this sounds very woo woo. And I'm sure you've heard other people talk about it and you're like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mindset. I just want to wake up and get into my client accounts or I just want to wake up and you know, I want to start checking my social media or blah, blah, blah. But look, the problem with that is, is that you'll get yourself stuck into a short-term task mindset where you're just always being the task rabbit or you are like probably comparing yourself with people that you see on social media. Social media is the first thing that you check. And your key to growth is embracing who you are, where you are, because there's no other strategy. You know, you'll hear all these different business owners tout strategies on how to get here, there, and, and everywhere, but they, they all kind of disagree. You know what I mean? Like one person will say, oh, you need to be producing content. The other person will say, oh, you just need to be focusing on your strategic goals. But the truth is, is that the only strategy that's right for you is the one that meets you where you are right now and as you are right now and doesn't get you in this comparison game and helps you go to that next step. So, you really, it's really embracing the truth of just, hey, here's where I am and wherever you are, don't be embarrassed about it. I've known seven, eight, nine figure entrepreneurs slip up, lose everything, move overseas, and start all over again. The challenge yeah. of business is staying connected and always reformulating a new strategy, being able to see things as they are and then connect with them as they are and grow them to a new place. But if you're constantly comparing yourself to somebody else who has a different gift set or maybe a different set of connections, um, then you're never, you're always going to be kind of disapproving of yourself before you even begin. And that never works. Yeah.
1: I think there's, there's, oh boy there's so much to unpack there with what you just said uh like yeah just starting with the um comparing ourselves to other other entrepreneurs and other people in the same space uh is so huge Uh, And it's even worse today than it used to be way worse today than it used to be because of the way that Facebook and Instagram and other social media platforms work. They're all driven by algorithms So what happens is we end up seeing our competitors So and so does quote-unquote competitors We end up seeing people in the same space that are doing amazing things and they're posting their amazing things on social media because that's what you do on social media and you constantly see that and it can be easy to be like uh you know pull down these rabbit holes or st- doubt yourself or yeah. you know and and you can't do that and when you when you like first you have to realize that you're living in a vacuum when you're looking when you're living in your feed in your in your social media feed yeah. that you're living in just a vacuum of what facebook thinks that you like and everything and it can be really like i deal with um agency owners all the time that are like oh that market is so saturated like everyone's doing that right now everyone's doing that and i'm like and i'm like No, you're just seeing a bunch of people that do that in your feed. So your perception is that it's super saturated and that, you know, it's hard to break into that that niche. But like there are so many opportunities out there. You're just uh, bogged down by what you see. And so you live in a vacuum and you're constantly seeing the same things. And then at the same time, you know, you're seeing things from, uh, like I said, like what quote unquote competitors or other people in the same space that are doing uh, better than you, but they're in a, just a totally different space in a totally different lane dealing with totally different problems, you yeah. know. But we will, th- but like that is like, that will trip us up so fast. So, yeah. And you'll and you'll get knocked down mentally so fast because it's like, oh, I'm never going to get up there. And it's like you have to stop and realize that they didn't just wake up up there. Yeah. They put in the time, put in the effort, and they were at one point sitting there uh, looking at someone else on social media thinking the same thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like in kindergarten, if, it, you know, for those that did go to public school, um, keep your eyes on your own paper. It's always great to look at these other leaders and to, to look at them as examples of what's possible. But if you are constantly looking at them as they're the bar and you're just under it, then you're, you're just going to kind of you're, it's going to take you a while to unspin yourself and then to refocus on your core customer. And here's the thing, like the re- I love fan. I love what nature teaches us about the way things were intended to be. We exist in family units. We have friends. We're different, you know, like maybe they're a different, they're a different age. They're a different role. They're a different, um, you know, religion. They're a different, something else, but, Really what that means is we need variety in our life. There are clients that are waiting for what you uniquely bring to the table. And it doesn't matter if, you know, like Ryan Dice has $2 trillion and is running this course thing. If he can't solve the problem that's in front of you, but you can, you've got the advantage. Yeah. So it's always showing up to the table is who you are. People long to see someone else that's more that's different like them and that's saying hey i really identify with that person i resonate with what they're saying even though they're teaching the same tactics as this other person
1: yeah yeah 100 it's like you know and and there's also like there's programs out there that uh they're for the masses right like they're they're not uh they're a packaged video course that you take and it's, it's for the masses and and really like how effective can it be if it's for the masses, right? And like how, you know, and for a lot of people, that's a good like first step and like a, a good little piece of leverage, but I'll, I'll many other people need like more refined programs and more hands-on style stuff that, that, that's gonna really get them uh, to get them to move forward. But it can be really easy to lose your inspiration uh you know when you're constantly seeing people and, and comparing yourself and being like you know I'll, I'll never get there you know i remember see i was kind of lucky because when i very first started my my marketing agency uh i was disillusioned in the other way i was disillusioned that uh you know there wasn't a whole bunch of other people out there doing what i did and in my personal friends and in my space and in, uh you know everyone no one was doing that Mm-hmm. And I, and I felt like I kind of like carved my own lane and was doing like my own thing. <clears throat> it wasn't until a year in that I realized that there were a lot of other people that were starting up digital agencies and that there are you know, it was, it was becoming a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have that. Whereas if you start your agency today and you're coming into the market now, um, you're a lot more aware of like other people doing it and, and, and trying to get an edge to your, your agency and trying to car you know it's so important to find your niche and like all those kinds of things right that that maybe before wasn't as uh as important but staying inspired keeping your mindset uh clear and and knowing that you know you have your own lane you don't need to be in the footsteps or falling right behind someone else's lane to succeed because yeah. you don't even know their whole picture you know yeah, yeah. You, yeah so okay um so then let's move right to the next one then
2: uh we talked about in my one of my videos previously that i dropped in the group we talked about adaptive learning styles so a lot of us are showing up to the table trying to apply the same uniform approach to different groups and because you have to embrace who you are where you are and you actually need to be focusing on a specific customer with specific problems this is where the industry is going Um, What it means is is that you also need to constantly be in development, like taking courses, learning how to do things better, taking an assessment of where you are versus uh, where you want to be and knowing how you learn, because with all these different proliferation of courses out there with the massive opportunities that we all have to learn that I'm so grateful for. Like any day you can go on YouTube and figure out how to change something underneath the sink or how -hmm. to troubleshoot a specific problem that you're, you're dealing with one of your clients or hiring or blah, blah, blah. So grateful, but you need to know how you learn and you need to pay attention to that because if you're a kinesthetic learner let's say you learn by doing then you watching all these other people doing it you're just going to kind of stay frustrated you need to be able to apply what you're learning in your own adaptive style so all of us in school I'm sure some of us maybe we were the class clowns or maybe you know maybe you were the star student how was it that you studied how was it that you succeeded because it's probably tapping back into that that's going to help you grow and apply what you're learning so for example um Tyler and I both uh took um, a course where the leader was actually a kinesthetic leader uh, or kinesthetic that I, I assessed that was what their learning style was, but I'm a visual learner. And so it took me a little while to understand, whoa, 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 the way that I'm going about this, I'm actually kind of frustrated. I'm going a lot slower. What's the problem? And it wasn't until I realized, oh, I'm a visual learner. I have to yeah. like draw charts and diagrams and stuff. And then it lives in my gut. And then I'm off like the races. Yeah. So you really have to know how to receive the content to develop and then Understand and adapt it to learn it.
1: Yeah, totally. I I I think sometimes I can be a little bit of both. Like I I find myself uh, needing to write stuff. Mm. Uh, like I'll write I'll write down like the 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 five key things you know. And instead of uh, just having it pulled up in, in text, like and if and for whatever reason, me actually writing something down helps drill it into my memory yeah. even more. Yeah. Um, and so it's a lot. It's a lot better when I when I do stuff like that. And it, it really, it, it just depends, you know. And, and I think another part of it, it, it in being successful in in the education that you get and being successful in the materials that you get is accountability. You know, that's if, a
2: huge one.
1: So big. If no one's holding you accountable, if you're not showing up, at, you know, at least once a week in some type of group or in some type of thing. That where people are talking about their performance and you know what what they were able to achieve and how they imp- how they implemented the work, then yeah. it's not you just have yourself to hold you accountable and it's really easy to slip into what we just talked about into like a despair kind of mode when you're seeing other people that are so far ahead of you and then now you're not holding yourself accountable and just the whole thing collapses. Yeah. you know, so it's you know having someone to be accountable to other than yourself. Mm-hmm. uh is 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 a huge thing in, in actually taking what we learn adapting it to how we learn right so mm-hmm. uh can you explain what like can it, what what exactly is kinesthetic and the other types of learning
2: Oh sure, so kinesthetic means that you learn by doing it so um a lot of athletes have this it it means that one of your natural strengths what you were born with was uh, muscle memory and um learning by doing. So people that play with things with their hands a lot, if you notice that you're very motion oriented, if you like really enjoy going to the gym or you were a superstar as an athlete, um, if you enjoy taking things apart, you're probably a kinesthetic learner, which means that you can watch someone doing it, but really like go ahead and do it, work out the kinks and that's how you're going to be able to retain what you think. Aural means that you hear. So A-U-R-A-L. Uh, it means that you learn by hearing. And so musicians can be like this. Uh, a lot of um, people that, I, I don't know how to say this, but people that are deep in thought, a lot of the philosoph- uh, philosophers, I think, were aural um, because in history, when you look at like Socrates, Plato, blah, 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 a lot of the cultural traditions were actually aural. So some musicians can be like this as well. Um, And then visual, so a lot of artists, people that learn by writing. So like you, Tyler, especially because your background is as neat and organized as it is, uh, I would bet that you are a visual learner as well, meaning that you learn it by seeing it and by replicating it and kind of making your own notes on it, and then you can do it. But you have to kind of understand it and see the big picture before you move through it. So Actually figuring out how that works. And this actually kind of applies to accountability as well. So what is your personality in front of groups of people? Are you the kind that can announce to a group, hey, I'm going to do this, blah, blah, blah. Or d- would you rather be privately accountable to someone? So adapting these traits to you specifically is going to make a big difference. But I agree with you on the the learning and the accountability that's huge.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you kind of you kind of just have to... You're not gonna know how you're what type of learner you are or how it until you really do it uh and, and see what works for you um and really just trying to put it into practice, which I guess uh I guess in that case like everyone starts off trying to implement as a visual or uh you know or a, or a doer or the like kinesthetic everyone starts off trying to do it like that and then you learn if that's okay or not because in, that's like the practice of it right
2: yeah. Um, most people will mimic their leader until they feel an undercurrent of dissatisfaction and frustration growing to the point that you have to try something different. So if there's yeah. this like understated static in what you're learning versus what you're implementing, try a different learning style, try hearing it or try try doing it, try seeing it big picture.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, what else also really helped me in, in uh, like getting my business uh, moving and everything like, people ask me a lot of like people that work nine to fives and everything they, and they don't, they don't have the self-discipline. They can't be at home working, uh, without just like, you know, diving into Netflix and like all that kind of stuff. Like they don't have that ability. Whereas I kind of have like the opposite. Like I, if I, if I slack off too much, if I, if I don't do enough work, I have like a, a guilt almost like this weird oh. guilt. Yeah. That like I could, I could be doing something right now Mm. to advance my business, but I'm choosing not to. And so like, I definitely like my downtime. I definitely like to go, I know, I definitely like to go out on weekends. I definitely like my vacations, but if it's like during working hours and like Mm. I start getting sidetracked or like anything like that, like I get this weird guilt in my gut that like, oh, you could be. And then if I'm like, if I have downtime on the weekend where like, it's no actual like planned event, I'm not like out with friends or anything. Mm I will start getting like a like a oh you know I guess you probably should start knocking off a few of those things because you don't really have anything better to do and like time is precious and like so I get this weird like guilt so like I have I have that locked down you know but I know other people where it's not like that at all yeah. like they would much rather be doing other things you know and 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 making it happen for themselves is uh, work and like you have they like in in students in the done pre-agency program like whether they're starter or elite like when I when I have a, a call with them I'm like you need to set uh, specific time frames that you have to do certain things each day right yeah. so like your manual lead gen like funnels all great but you know, there's LinkedIn, there's cold email, there's this and that. Personal
2: like, contact is huge.
1: Yeah. So like, <laughs> when are you going to show up and mm-hmm. do that? When are you going to show up and, 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 and do your LinkedIn Legion? When are you going to show up and send some uh, manual, like cold direct email? When are you going to do that? stuff? when are you going to create content for, uh, for your business? You can say that that's in the plan. You can have it on your to-do list. But if you don't build in the time to do that daily, or weekly, or whatever you need, um, then it's just not going to happen, and it's just going to yeah. sit there, um, and and you're not accountable to anything. So I think um, you know some people that you know that need that. Some people need that more than others, but even I, I definitely still need that. Like I, you can block, put in block time in your calendar. Time
2: blocking. Yep.
1: Yeah, and a like, to do list is great but putting in block time on your calendar to do certain things is so much more important.
2: That's that's a big one. Like and it seems so menial if, and if you feel like I I feel like I'm an idiot because I can't um do, you know, translate a list into a calendar, please don't ever feel like that. We all show up to the table with different strengths and weaknesses and what and it looks like everybody's the same but they're not and that's why Embracing who you are where you are so important is so that you can figure out. What is it that's stopping me from translating this in my head? But mm-hmm. that's a huge key and that's one that I, all top business coaches Recommend is time blocking
1: yeah time blocking for sure like like and and also prioritizing So, you know another thing is like you have a to-do list We all have our, our list of things that we just need to get done right and what happens is as you try and work through that list mm-hmm. What do we naturally go after? We go after the ones that can be done quickly yeah. uh, first, because why? Because we get a hit of dopamine once they're done. Your brain releases a little bit of dopamine once you can hit that check and mark it off your list. And it and it's, and it feels good to release those off your list. So you go after those first. You check those first. But if there's something bigger on there, there's just a little bit more daunting that's actually going to move your business forward like this is the thing that actually is the number one priority for you right now but instead you're doing these tiny tasks because it feels good to check them off the list and get your list smaller Mm -hmm. Uh, you're actually spending your time in the wrong place
2: yes yes and,
1: and, and you're not and so move so even though it feels good to mark those little things off like they're menial spend your time first on the priority big big things that are going to move your business forward. Not the things that are going to feel good to check off.
2: Yep. 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 Yeah. That there's a whole book dedicated to that called eat the frog. And then most other top business coaches will also advocate for that is, is, and what was really interesting is you realize that you're living by emotion when you're doing the little checkbox things and you're like, Oh, actually I'm living my business around me instead of, where I want to be like goals that are kind of external to you, but you need them in order to move forward Mm -hmm. really weird because you actually want to be where the goals will take you. And so that's why you prioritize, but then you notice, Oh, I'm just doing these things because I feel good about myself after accomplishing these, these 10 minute tasks uh, or these little tasks. There are other coaches that do advocate for um, 10 minute push goals. So like uh, setting aside three things that will carry you forward, every day, that only take 10 minutes. So like you mentioned, Tyler, that you have a a strategy where you'll just you send out 10 emails a day, like little short video intros. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you that just one of those probably would have taken 10 minutes or something like that. Or maybe one or two of those would have taken 10 minutes. Yeah,
1: yeah, so once you get once you start getting it down like you you know how to make those quick videos yeah. like mm-hmm. you can bang out Limb videos pretty quickly, you know, yeah. and they can it take up a smaller a smaller chunk of your time when you're very first starting it Yeah, it's been- it
2: takes a while. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's why even sometimes here's another thing that a lot of people don't notice themselves doing is You're setting goals that are too big you, like you really need to set a goal that's achievable if you've oh never God, recorded yeah. one of these videos you, like you, you in your mind, you're assigning that first step as sending out those 10 videos. But if you haven't recorded one of those videos and listened to yourself and watched it to make mm-hmm. sure that it would be appealing to that other person, then you need to set that first goal as how about making one or two, like yeah.
1: just 1000%. Um, yeah, and like I can even uh, I can even break this. So so uh, I'm about to launch uh, my first like set of YouTube ads for uh, for my done Agency you. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so exciting. Like I love Facebook and everything but like ad costs are rising and advertisers need to expand into different places and YouTube is super ripe for the for that kind of um mm-hmm. that kind of market and so um it's been something i've been it's it's been one of those like big things on my to do list that that like keeps getting pushed down and everything and you know you know how i've i've uh enabled this thing this big thing to start coming up the list is exactly what you just said is instead of having the to do item be make youtube ad no that's daunting as fuck. Like I'm never gonna get it. <laughs> no. I'm never gonna get it. Like <laughs> it's instead it's like it's like write YouTube script. Uh, Come on. Break edit it down. YouTube script. Yeah. Bring it down. Yeah, edit script, then record first take, Come record on. second take, edit it. Like there's a there's like 20 different to-do items mm-hmm. within this one item. So like don't write it down in this big You know daunting thing break it down into a manageable step and that even and and that applies for everything including like daily intention so like i don't know um i'd be i'd love to hear if you have a, a daily mindset routine um like i do but uh each day i have um i have You know meditation that i do and then i also set like an intention for the day what is my goal for the day what do i want to achieve um and i used to get this wrong like i used to get this super wrong i used to set insane uh (laughs) insane intentions insane (laughs) goals for the day like yo, I want to sign like a 50k contract today, one that like wasn't even proposed the day before, right? Like, I just I just wanted to like appear out and then this 50k contract just going to get signed right now. I'm just right gonna now.
2: manifest it, man. Yeah,
1: I'm just gonna <laughs> manifest this shit right out of nowhere. But like, instead, like, why didn't I why don't I have an intention? Like what I've now come to like realize is a much better strategy is having the intention of something that can actually like and that you can actually believe can really happen that day like uh a really juicy lead that can afford a 50k contract yeah that I can really believe and get behind with my gut right and so that can be a part of my my intention right so it's breaking that debt breaking it down into not just your goals but your daily intentions into what you um what you can believe and what you can achieve because if it's it's ridiculous you're not going to believe it and if you don't believe it then it's you're
2: not going to, do and then you're going to get in this endless cycle of beating yourself up of why didn't this happen, and then you're comparing and blah blah blah. Just shut that crap down. Like exactly. it's not. It's just the mean, like mindless chatter that's going on in the background that's not helping you at all. So you saw
1: my recent post about the whole 10x thing.
2: Uh no, I didn't
1: actually. Did so I thought you commented on it. Like, Maybe so I, I did. I posted about this. I posted about like how I think the whole Grant 10X. Cardone 10x lifestyle is just not manageable for yes, most you know, people. I remember
2: what you were talking about. And it's like, okay, and that's that's how you begin to recognize what other leaders, uh, what their strengths and gifts are mm-hmm. and how they work and then have to apply it to yourself. But keep, yeah, I agree. That's yeah. my lifestyle and how it's like, okay, so you're going to work instead of four hours, you're going to work 400 hours. But I don't think there are 400 hours in a week. And right,
1: right. Yeah. Well, Grant Cardone, and I love him. He has a lot of really good stuff to say. He's super successful. I'm, I'm all for it. I've read all yeah. I've read all the books and listened to the podcast, all of it. But uh essentially his whole thing is like, you know, if you want to achieve 10, then you need to aim for a hundred. And if you aim for a hundred, then you're guaranteed you'll get 10, no problem. Mm-hmm. But if you're going after 10 and you aim for 10, then you're always gonna end up with two. And that's what that's what his logic is. And on the surface, that logic sounds kind of sound, but it the, the, the fault in that logic is what mm-hmm. I said earlier. If you don't believe you can get 100, and who the hell believes they're gonna get 100, right? In uh, the first,
2: in the, especially in the first few developmental years of your agency, which is where a lot of your people are. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm.
1: And then you come up short, right? And you come up at like seven, uh, not only do you feel defeated and 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 everything, but it mm-hmm. just uh, it it just doesn't it doesn't. You're not going to believe <laughs> you have to, be- gonna, like, yeah, you have to you believe it. Believe. It comes back like for me personally. If I can believe that I can that I can actually achieve that, then I can put all my energy and my intention mm-hmm. behind it, and I can get behind it, and I can make it happen. If it's a pipe dream, and I know it's a pipe dream at this stage, it's like okay. We can make that, we can put that pipe dream in the intention, but it's like in the long term intention. Let me set 10 intentions between here and there that I know that I can achieve. Each of those
2: markers. Yeah, Mm -hmm. until you can onboard some more manpower to help you take care of those um, outcomes, always assign outcomes and not responsibilities, because um, that'll help you a lot. And really what you're doing is you're actually stair-stepping. So like, I want to really challenge any of the agency owners that are listening to this. You're not like, I never want to knock someone else's teaching because that works for them and that works for other people. At the same token, I believe what Tyler is saying is break it down into something that's more achievable for you because that's really what's going to move you forward. And you're not looking for, for like in the first bits of time, what you're really looking for is what are the few key areas that I can invest in that are going to reap just like crops, you know, just like seeds. What are the seeds that I'm going to plant today? They're going to bear fruit tomorrow or that are actually going to take me to this next goal. And then you go through that all over again. It's a constant state of invest, return, invest, return, invest, return.
1: Yeah. 100%. And, and, and it's just, you know, when you're just getting started off, uh, investing seems scary and hard but yeah you, you have to do it you know you have to do it and you have to believe in yourself let's uh let's keep I guess let's keep moving how to come out on top no matter what I mean. you face
2: yeah well part <laughs> of that is linked to always staying inspired um, what I want to challenge all the agency owners that are listening today to do is to um, to create a wins board for yourself like mm. meaning graphics of your wins and set them all out on a uh, set them all out on something visual something that you can see um, and staying inspired that like maybe having a a vision board for yourself as well those are part of it but the real key is take a long freaking term view of yourself and your situation because uh, this industry moves so fast that if you can simply survive and outlast then you will find yourself um, in a better mental shape in the long run. Meaning um, everybody's like, oh, I have to make this by next quarter. I have to do this by today. And when when you're in that state, it's kind of hard to win. But when you're in the long-term perspective, you realize, hey, you know, I had this client that nearly took my agency out, but I held on. And I mm-hmm. took the long term perspective. And a lot of times our industry is so focused on the quick win. Well, what about winning big picture? Because if you win really quickly in three months, but then you lose in the long term in a year, then did you really win? But here's the, here's the, the a key to no matter what you're looking at, let's say you've invested in a course, you didn't reap what you wanted to, or you've invested in a in a client, some time and they fail, or you've invested work with a client and they like run off and and don't pay you, and you realize that like maybe a lawsuit is really not going to serve me well in this purpose. The key is realizing that you are the lesson, like. Whatever is going into this circumstance is teaching you something that you will use tomorrow, whether you pop out tomorrow as an artist or whether you completely change careers or whether you continue your path as an ad agency owner. And my hope is that if you have begun this path, that you would continue in it. But realizing, like, for example, I have a friend who invested a very, very, very large sum of money into their business. And into um, propelling themselves forward in this particular business, and then things just kind of fell to crap. And they completely pivoted, they took some t- downtime and pivoted their business. And now they're launching a new course where I can guarantee you they're going to make what they want to make and more. And the lesson is is that that experience, you're not investing in a course, you're investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. And whatever you take into the next season, you've learned, like you're taking that into the new season. You haven't failed, if you change your mind you haven't failed if someone else says you failed, you haven't failed if a client says you failed, you haven't failed if you're in a lawsuit because there's always tomorrow yeah take what you've learned today and realize you are the investment and all keep a long-term perspective um and that's um also try to honor all people because you never know where they're coming from or what they've lived through yeah and often if they are behaving poorly it often has nothing to do with you, or they're just really, really hurt, and that's not your fault. But- oh,
1: nine, nine times out of ten has nothing to do with exactly, exactly. At you. Exactly. Exactly. And you're like, what?
2: WTF was that about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's most of the time, and here's the deal like, humans default, you know, you watch kids play, they kind of all pop out pretty, like, pretty happy go lucky. It's through life that we we acquire some really walk through some really hard situations, and and especially with people you work with, or maybe people that you've just met, they're not gonna tell you that right off the bat. So just try to apply understanding and grace to people, kind of no matter where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and just keep those three things at the top of your mind. You are the investment, whatever you learned yesterday, like start again tomorrow, and, it, and take the lessons that you've learned. Honor all people, because you never know what's going on with them. And, um, yeah, just keep investing in yourself.
1: That's I like think, how to come out on top. I love it, I, I really I really do. You know, I I think um, a good analogy or a good reference on this is uh, it, it's the same in dating. Oh yeah. Uh, like if you're dating, like people, go, they go through your whole life and you date mo- different people at different times in your life. Several people get married to different people at different times in their life. Uh, and just because you've had three divorces, doesn't mean you've wasted three marriages. No. Like you became a better person, you became a stronger person. You learned so much about yourself. You had tons of yeah. good times with your partners yeah. in those three decades or in those three marriages, right? Yeah. And typically if you ask those people, you know, do you regret, you know, any they'll tell you no. Like I had a I had a happy time and it produced my children and it produced you know what I mean? And so you have to look at business the same way. Yeah. Right. Like You're going to look at the end of your life and you're going to look back and you're going to say, okay, you know, I was, I, especially in entrepreneur world, especially in digital marketing entrepreneur world, it is a crazy fast growing, changing animal in 10 years we may not be digital marketers at all no one on no one watching this or hearing this may be a digital marketer at all maybe the entire industry is completely flipped on its head maybe now google uh, and the other tech giants completely dominate the market internally with their own employees and there are no agencies that mm. work the system anymore mm. maybe companies in the in 10 years will pay google directly only and then they will they will manage it and there will be no third party agencies who knows you know what i mean but that's, that's not the point. Like, and that, yeah. and that won't make me regret this moment in my yeah. life doing yeah. what I'm doing as my agency at all. I yeah. love what I'm doing. So if you if you find yourself in a, a slump, no matter whether it's business or in a relationship or whatever, uh, like Paige says, look big picture. There's plenty of beautiful things and educational things and really great things that are coming out of this moment Mm-hmm. Even though it seems maybe down, that's going to benefit you and make you so much better in the next moment. And when you look at the whole big picture, when you're at, at the end, you're not going re- to not going to regret it at all because all that great stuff that came down the line happened directly because that bad stuff that happened maybe a little bit before. It, it's all connected, and it all uh, you know, it, it all runs together. So the really you know, the key to come out on top, in my opinion no matter what happens is to realize that you're never on bottom. You're never yeah. actually not on top. You're yeah. always on top. It's a constantly evolving monster. And there is like one, one thing, one more thing I want to add on this is there's, there is no destination. Like one thing we get wrong all the time. And I, I, this is, again, this is relationships and business is there is no, Oh, if I just do this, 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 or this, Then Then I'll I'll be be happy. happy. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I saw it coming the second you said it. I was like, I know where he's going. Yeah, I just need
1: two clients that are going to pay me this much more, and then cake. And then what do you think? You're just going to be amazing for the rest of your life? No, like all our goals and stuff,
2: all levels.
1: Yeah, and even if every goal on your vision board that you have right now was achieved tomorrow, I guarantee you, you're not going to feel. Complete. Okay, I'm done. This is it. Like you're gonna get a whole new vision board, version two. Gonna have all new sets and goals. Gonna have all new sets of problems. And so the 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 key here is to realize, you know, it's a constant journey, constantly new goals, constantly new problems. And there's there's never gonna be, you know, the solution that it's over. It's done now. You know, (laughs) it's it's a it's. It's a, it's a moving target. Everything is.
2: Yeah. That's why it's so key and crucial to take that long-term perspective is that's kind of the only thing that gives you the grace to live through the moment of today is like, look, we build up these goals in our mind as if, when we've achieved that plateau, we're going to be happy. But the truth is, is the more influence and the more power and the more resource that you have, sometimes the more problems you have. Like, I thank God every day that I go to the like store in my pajamas. I'm like, thank God I'm not famous. Nobody cares if I'm here in my yoga pants or, you know, if I'm mm-hmm. sweating or whatever. Like it's growing ourselves from the inside. Like you want to grow your business, grow yourself. Mm-hmm. And take the long-term perspective, 100%. You're never, like, don't put off happiness until tomorrow. Enjoy today.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And enjoy today because in entrepreneur world, in digital marketing world, today and tomorrow can be completely different. Different, yeah. Know? Guess
2: what? Your ads <laughs> manager's turned off. Oh, great. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so sidebar, <laughs> why don't we talk about how my ad account, like my – ad account was disabled last night mm. uh, out of nowhere mm. and my heart exploded because uh, like the last thing you know as a as any agency owner mm-hmm. loves to do last thing you like to do when you're in bed right before you turn off the license let me just see let me just see what my cost per leads are let me uh-huh. just one last little look and mm-hmm. then red 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 ad account deactivated,
2: deactivated.
1: Like, no. oh <laughs> my god I was literally I had already taken my sleeping pills. I was oh, already going no. down. You I'm brushed like, your
2: teeth. No. You were already, you were taking oh. like those last moments before sleep. That's something <laughs> yes. you know, that don't, lesson number five oh. to being an entrepreneur don't check your ad account right before you go to bed. <laughs>
1: can i tell you my heart exploded i'm like god damn it no so i turn (laughs) on the lights. i i come into the living room open the open the the laptop i had to submit a manual request Mm -hmm. like this is emergency you know freaking out and then i wake up in the morning and they say it's been put it's been reactivated and then i go uh and look and even though it was reactivated everything still still says locked up so i'm Mm -hmm. like what's going on and then um long story short i just had to go back and re-add the payment they had some kind of facebook bug like they always do mm-hmm. and and like i see it because now and i'm working with so many different agency owners that means like i see just a ton of different accounts and like I, I get to see more than just my client accounts and so it's like uh you see when little waves of things happen mm-hmm. and so it, it like these things will happen in a vacuum it feels like it's oh my god it was just me no 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 a bunch of people i've come to find out today uh, had a, a similar thing happen to them, and it's just another Facebook bug. But yeah, that that is a little lesson. Don't Does check it, your
2: consider these as like little personal growth challenges. You know, like can I keep my cool if dot dot dot? And today's last night's challenge was if your ad account was disabled. And you know, look, you're coming through with fine colors now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two minutes. T- two minutes to bedtime though was like
1: ah. <laughs> oh my god, worst time possible. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. But uh, okay, let's go through. Uh, some rapid-fire debunking myths uh, about uh, Running an agency so there are a ton out there We have a lot of people talking a lot of stuff about running an agency today. (laughs) You can get a lot of information I mean literally like I have people telling I I have people I've heard things like you should be uh, Facebook direct messaging people to get leads and everything and I'm like oh that sounds it sounds kind of personal and a little, uh, not, not the best uh, way. It's just, I hear, I hear tons of stuff all the time. So I think there's a, gr- a lot of great myths we can debunk right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, myth number one, like I'm being, this is a big one. I'm being irresponsible by doing, by taking time to do time blocking, like what you're just talking about to take on new business. If I'm a little bit backlogged with some of my other clients, the answer to that is no. You are always responsible to keep your tomorrow is dependent on what you are doing in your business to today. Um, you should, if you are backlogged, assess what that problem is and fix that. But always, 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 always have a funnel on. Always be doing some kind of um, person direct lead generation, just like what you were talking about. It's not irresponsible, and it's up to you to keep your business running because there may be a day your clients leave you. You're mm-hmm. still holding your business in your hands. So that's myth one. Um, myth two. So I should take all of my profits and, and have a big trip. So like, let's say you just hit it big, you know, you just onboarded a 10K account or something like that. And everybody's like, you know, there's a dream exercise out there that's like, what are you gonna do with your first million dollars? And you list out everything that you're gonna do. While I love that, and it's so amazing to dream big, 10 to 15% of that million dollars better, gosh darn well, be going back into your business. You need to take that, those first profits and reinvest in yourself reinvest in your business, reinvest in hiring more people, reinvest in your marketing. Don't take the first trip, like definitely budgets for for rewards, but budget for um, growth, which means reinvest in yourself. Don't just go off and have the big spree because you're going to end up with some problems on your hands if you don't myth number three um i have to work my way up so start with like little tiny local businesses and work your way up oh, like this is a good one <laughs> isn't this it is really because you're like i have to start with the small ones. i hate to tell you this but the smaller businesses actually have more problems than the bigger ones do sometimes yeah. because they uh, don't yeah. have their mindset right they haven't in their. they haven't yet said yes to a larger budget which means hiring you and so they're kind of on the fence and you spend all this time like trying to convince them you don't have to start anywhere you start with people that are a good fit I'm just talking to another business owner who's landing 80k deals completely different industry not what we're doing and he had started with like little 2k accounts and he just realized holy F what am I doing my strength suit is best suited for this group of people Start where you're strong or start where you really understand the market. Yeah. That's really, yeah. Myth number four my business is all about me. Eh, your business is all about solving your customers' problems. It does involve you and you should be profiting. It should be a win win scenario. But you really want to grow in the long term, solve their problems, love mm-hmm. them. And even if you're like an introvert or you don't like putting yourself out there, love them enough to dress yourself well. To go over to their house, if you know what I mean. Like, there are mm-hmm. a lot of people out there that they're like, oh, I want that kind of spouse or I want that kind of partner, but like, they don't dress themselves very well. Do you think that your spouse or your partner would actually look at you if you were wearing like, I don't know, scrubs or something like that? Dread, love the other person for those people that are like super selfless out there. Love the other person enough to dress accordingly to be in relationship with them. Like, do videos, make sure your website looks good. You're not being prideful by putting yourself out there, okay? Mm-hmm. You have come to this place because you have either have a gift, a strength or a passion. The world needs those things. So step up to the table and serve them. And then I guess like myth number 4 is like I have to do everything. In the early days, you do have to put in a lot of a lot of work in a lot of areas, but not all of us are strong in all areas. And mm-hmm. in fact, we're not. Like none of us are. We those of us that think we're strong in every area, we're not. Um you need to be assessing who you can plug into those places that can work more efficiently and effectively than you do.
1: Yes. Uh, I love yes. these. I like <laughs> I I wrote down a, a like a, a side list of ones that I I feel the the I feel too, and you've hit like almost all of them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're, fi- we're totally yeah, feeling it. We totally,
1: we're totally thinking the same thing. Well, I, I love that one. That one's one of my favorite ones.
2: Exactly, exactly. Um, like I'm an idiot because I can't blah, blah, blah. You are not an idiot. If you can't choose a new niche, which FYI, that's entering a new market. There are MBA courses about that. Do not put yourself down about that. Or because I can't do this skill or that skill or anything. You are, have your own set of strengths and weaknesses. Learn how to adopt it to yourself. There's like, don't ever think that, um, myth number six would be like, my business should look like this person's business or that person's business. And your business should look like whatever it takes to make your life a win and solve your customers' problems. That's what your business should look like. And it should also be based around your strengths or your core areas of competency and their needs. That's what your business should look like. Um, and then I do have another myth written down. Um, yeah, it's chicken scratch, so I don't have that last huh? i would made notes, but yeah, there's uh, another. Gr- I dropped in the group like last two weeks yeah, three weeks ago go listen to that because it's probably in there somewhere
1: yeah i think uh two two of my um to, well, I have, I have three three myths really quick. Mm-hmm. One one of them is is right along with with what you said is you don't have to be the expert in everything. Oh my to be gosh! An Come to flip on. Yeah, no. So a, a lot of people think that like, I need to be I need to work my way up. First, I need to learn Facebook ads and then get really good at Facebook ads, and then I need to learn Google marketing and get really good at Google marketing. And then I need to learn about my niche, and then learn uh, and like who they are, and then start small. And so, like, start with you know doing a, a just some uh, some some easy stuff first, and then get paid really little for it, and accept low retainers. And and people think that they have to work their way up like that, and you actually don't. If you leverage the genius of others, I like to say, if you leverage people who are. Uh, experts in their field you'll grow your agency so much faster and you know, I started the wrong path I started you know trying to be this one-man band with an LLC like trying to do everything
0: mm-hmm. And I
1: realized my own limitation really really quickly I realized that I only have so many hours a day to fulfill for these clients And I realized that in that same 24 hours not only do I have to fulfill for the clients But I had to learn more about how to fulfill better for them So I have to constantly be evolving my education In Facebook ads which in turn made me a Facebook ads guy not an agency owner and so the Mm. further down this rabbit hole I got the more I became you know like at this Facebook ads freelancer and I'm like that's not what I wanted to do I wanted to start an agency and serve a lot of people I didn't want to tap out at whatever I can personally do and so but I just didn't feel what I didn't feel confident enough to go find uh, contractors and, and team members. I didn't feel like, I, I, for whatever reason, I thought that I had, would have to be making a whole bunch of money before I could do that, not realizing that you can tap into that skill, that there's really expert contractors out there that, uh, that, that can produce Facebook ads and Google ads at really high levels, way better than I could have ever done, yeah. uh, that are eager for me to give them work. Right yeah. and and there's no money down for that. It's, yeah. just, it's a conversation. It's uh, a bit broad in your team, and then it's a partnership that, that that you bring them into your team. So it's just like realizing that and, and realizing that hey, I actually wanted to be the agency owner, not the the Facebook ads expert. And so let mm-hmm. me step out of this and relinquish control to the people who are rock stars at this. Yeah. Uh, and you so you don't have to be the expert at everything. Uh, you don't have to hustle to death uh you like oh come I, I, on yeah uh yeah. the that's I mean I I went in a little bit on Grant Cardone before I love me some Gary V too but Gary is kind of like the the hustle god like yeah. if you're not if you're not
2: working 18 and a half
1: hours every day then you're screwing up at 19 years old like so <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh, yeah He's like he's like telling everybody to drop out of college. He's like, What you're making a thousand dollars a month, drop out right now. And as so people are like dropping out of school left and right and like all on his videos and stuff and like I'm all for it. I love like that. I love it. But like uh kind of, like it in all this hype, it, it can the hustle can get glorified a little yeah. too much. Yeah. Um and so you start thinking that and and that's maybe, maybe that's where a little bit of my like entrepreneurial guilt that I talked about earlier comes yeah, from. Yeah. Of like why why can't I like enjoy myself for too long before I feel like I need to be, you know, it's probably all that hustle hype, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like you don't have to hustle yourself to death to to, yeah. get, to be successful yeah. in this thing. Just be strategic. Um, and then uh I'm like very anti-cult call. Um, mm-hmm. don't spend all your time as an agency owner. I know there's programs out there and, and different things that teach you to pick up the phone and just start calling businesses and everything. And I, I, I personally have seen so many other lead gen methods for agency owners work way better, way more effectively. And in way short time, can you get clients mm-hmm. cold calling? Sure. Is it the most effective use of your time? Probably not. If you're all.
2: not a natural salesperson and this is where it comes down to knowing your gifts, mm-hmm. then the answer is no.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and even if you all I mean, even if like some of the the most rock star sales guys I've ever worked with, if I put, if I spent their, tw- if I spent their eight hours, I have them each day, mm-hmm. right? If I said start cold calling in that time instead of using a funnel that filled that eight hours with leads booking in with them, with pre qualified
2: right? leads, yeah, right. Could be
1: you, the night and yeah. day difference, you know what I mean? So utilizing that same sales skill, but like it not better cold channeled calling.
2: and targeted, and yeah. here completely this is where the entire media perspective is going fragmented uh segmented interest based communication mm-hmm. the in the 1980s the mass broadcast totally worked and it still it will always have a place but mm-hmm. what you're doing with your utilizing the strengths of your team members in a an independent um segmented interest based communication channel your conversion rate's going to be higher
1: yeah it's like, it's not like, like I said, like it is cold. Can cold calling work? Sure. Yes. But telemarketing works, you know, when was the last yeah. time you bought something from a telemarketer? Like never, never. but for 0.001% of the population mm-hmm. there, they get that one sale and then it makes the whole, you know, crazy yeah. yeah thing worth it. So it's just like, is it effective? N- not even remotely as close so as what mean? many other things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's and, and I see a lot of people like they, they rely on cold calling referrals and, and, and door knocking and everything. And, and while they can get success like that, I think it's a it's a in this game. It's one of the it's the, some of the least effective routes to take to get.
2: I would agree. Good yeah. leads. Um, agree.
1: Um, so that's that. Um, and then, uh, all right. So, uh, oh, I think we already hit on this. What to do with your profit gains? yeah I think we yeah, did that. We've already we done yeah. that. We've already Reinvest in your business mm-hmm. <laughs> 100%. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap this up where it looks like we're hitting right at, uh, right, yeah, right at
2: an hour, man. There's some champions that hung out with us until the end. Yeah. Yeah. I think as an entrepreneur, it boils down to knowing yourself and knowing your target audience, like stay focused on, that in the long run, and you'll do well. Break yeah. it down to that.
1: One hundred percent. And I'll, I'll uh, crescendo that by saying, uh, you know, know your audience, uh, and 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 always, always just strive to bring value. How are you going to make money as an entrepreneur? How are you going to find success in a business uh, by bringing value? People pay Absolutely. for value. What Absolutely. do you have, or what do you know that they don't know or they don't have? That's where you make money. That's yeah. where you get success. That's where you find your leverage, is, is, is in that value. Uh, and if you're, you're trying to just copy another piece of value from someone else, that can be as successful. So if you can create that value and, and, and really you know reach your need and reach the needs of, of your clients, you'll, you'll be successful. I had a really good time talking with you. On, oh, me on this too. Episode. It was like
2: coffee, long distance coffee. It was epic.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us.
2: No problem. No problem. I'll catch you again real soon.
1: Absolutely. Have a good one.
2: Bye.